we have it all, a business and lifestyle podcast for content creators and entrepreneurs. Real insights, help and conversations to inspire you to do what you truly want to. everyone and welcome back to my podcast can we have it all a podcast for solopreneurs small business owners and those aspiring to be full of lifestyle digital marketing and psychological tips that will just help support us and get us through this crazy and exciting journey that we're on So this week, I would love to talk about something that I've talked about before here on the podcast, and it comes up so much in my day-to-day life, my experience as an entrepreneur, but also I know it comes up loads with my peers, with my clients, with my Flourish members, and that is imposter syndrome. Have you heard of it? Probably. I think it's something that is talked about a lot more these days, a lot more than 10 years ago when I was kind of starting out trying to build a bit of a side hustle. And certainly something that comes up in the world of entrepreneurialism, um, self-employment, leaving the nine to five, and really actually comes up in all walks of life. And I want to talk about imposter syndrome today because Despite the success that I see people having and the wins and the achievements and the talent, I still see time and time again people struggling with their confidence, struggling with feeling like a fraud and struggling with really taking their selves and their businesses to the next level and all because of this little thing that ends up becoming a big thing called imposter syndrome. And what is imposter syndrome? Um, And it's called a few different things, um, but I think largely imposter syndrome is something that we've all heard of now. And basically it's that feeling of, you know, when you get that little bit of dread or that bit of worry or maybe anxiety when you've got to kind of sell yourself or sell your business or your services or your products you know when you feel that bit kind of cringe um or if you've ever been asked to host something or to speak in an event or to provide something for someone and you're thinking why me like why have they chosen me there's so many better other people out there than me Or when you're working through something, when you're coming up with a new idea and you're just questioning, like, why am I doing this? Or when you don't charge what you want to charge, a brand or a client or for a product because you're worried that people won't pay it. All of those things are imposter syndrome manifesting its ugly self and they're often the kind of immediate reaction that you will get to an experience, to a certain situation. I certainly know I have experienced all of those things at some point. I've been asked to speak at events in front of hundreds of people and thought, why me? They're going to find me out. I'm a fraud. I'm not good enough. You know, I have doubted whether I should put my prices up because I worry that the value I'm providing isn't worth it. You know, even five years into running my own business and running a business that has become really successful, I still have imposter syndrome and I still have to manage 
that feeling when it arises and that's a, that's something I want to talk about today. But going back to what imposter syndrome actually is, so that's how it feels, you know, it feels doubtful, it feels like maybe we're a fraud, it feels like we're low in confidence, it feels anxious and dread and worrying. And Psychology Today Online sums it up nicely with this little quote by saying, Imposter syndrome is a psychological phenomenon in which people are unable to internalise their accomplishments. And that is so true because that is a huge part of what imposter syndrome is, is actually not recognising what we're good at, what our successes have been, when we have a win and what our accomplishments are. From a psychological perspective, it's when you don't believe you're as, as competent as actually other people perceive you to be. So you might feel like you've lucked out by getting that promotion or you've landed on your feet by running your own business and actually at some point it's all going to fail or somebody's going to find you out. Essentially, you feel like a fraud and you probably doubt your talents, your skills, your ability, even when others don't. So regardless of your successes and achievements, you have low self-worth. Can you relate to that? Yeah, I thought so, because I know I certainly can. And as I say, it's a journey that I've been on and it's a journey that I know many people are on and it's something that we have to be mindful of and there are ways to overcome it. And here's a few ways that I've kind of worked out over the years and have studied that can really help tackle when that imposter syndrome rears its ugly head and we need to kind of snap ourselves out of it and recognise and reframe and twist it on its head and turn it into something positive. Now the biggest frustration for me about imposter syndrome is and I I see this with so many like I said of so, so many of my clients and members is that actually it's a limiting belief and so it stops people from taking that step forward, from trying new things, from say for saying yes to that opportunity. And actually, a lot of the time, it stops people from realising their true potential. And it holds a lot of people back. And I think particularly women, it, you know, it is something that men experience as well, 100%. But I do want to talk about this from a f- women's perspective, because it is something that holds us back and particularly in the business and entrepreneurial world. And we need to address that. You know, we need to help ourselves. So the first lesson I've really learned with imposter syndrome, and it's something that I think a lot of us are getting very good at, and that's recognising and acknowledging these feelings. So this is kind of the first step to overcome anything psychological. In fact, it's to acknowledge it and recognise it and kind of know that it's happening. And chances are, if you're listening to this, you've already done that because you're aware of what imposter syndrome is and you've felt it yourself. So well done for that. But taking it a step further, I really like and like to recommend that you keep a little journal. And this might be something that you do for other aspects of your life, but it's really important to journal and note down when you feel imposter syndrome. What situation has that arisen out of? What happened that made you feel like that? And then think about how you actually feel and write that down. So go into as much depth as possible about the situation, about the trigger, about what then that made you feel, 
what those feelings have manifested as and, and, and kind of turned into. Once you've done that, sit back and read it. Reflect on it. Look at it from almost an outside perspective. You know, maybe even come back to it half an hour later with a cup of tea. When you look at it from the outside or with a fresh pair of eyes, kind of after that emotional reaction has taken place, chances are that the feelings of imposter syndrome that you experienced, you'll kind of realise that they were automatic and actually wrong. So if you are reflecting on the experience, you know, say you were at work giving a presentation and it ended and everybody applauded and then you walked out and you just thought, oh, that went terribly. Everybody saw straight through me. Um, I'm rubbish. I'm no good at it. I shouldn't, it shouldn't have been me giving that presentation. Actually, when you sit back and reflect on that, what about that situation made you feel like that? You know, everybody applauding shouldn't make you feel like an imposter syndrome. Did somebody question your expertise? Did somebody say that that presentation was a pile of rubbish? Probably not, because most of us don't actually feel like an imposter syndrome because of something somebody said. Like sometimes that is part of it, but often it's all happening in our own head and in our own kind of manifestation of self-worth. So when you've journaled it and actually kind of written out that whole experience and look back at it, sometimes you can kind of see that actually that feeling was uncalled for. And now that you've kind of, you know, acknowledged that and journaled that feeling, it's time to reframe it. And this is kind of a, again, a term that's becoming much more utilised, but it's kind of has its grounding in this sense in psychology. Um, But, you know, once you've acknowledged that feeling, then it's looking at how you can restructure it. So using something called cognitive restructuring, and, and that's essentially turning a negative emotion or feeling into something positive. So cognitive restructuring also known as reframing, was developed by uh, Albert Ellis in the 1950s. And it's a core component of CBT, cognitive behavioural therapy, which you may or may not have heard of. And it's been used successfully to treat a range of conditions and negative emotions. But I just want to say here, I am not a cognitive psychologist. I'm not a trained therapist. I study psychology as a master's and I'm incredibly interested in it. So please don't um, listen to this and think that I am able to or I'm qualified to tell you what to do, but I certainly am qualified to explain kind of a top line theory to you, which is what I'm doing here. So as I said, reframing or restructuring is essentially kind of turning a feeling that you've experienced on its head and turning it into something positive. So in a nutshell, there's a really nice little sequence of things that you can do to reframe imposter syndrome yourself. And that starts with calming yourself down. You know, do this after you've had that initial emotional reaction, take some deep breaths, do a little self-meditation, 10 minutes of yoga, whatever works for you, get in the bath, close your eyes, calm yourself down, try some deep breathing, that's my favourite. Now think about the situation that triggered that feeling of imposter syndrome. You've already journaled it and you've thought about those automatic thoughts that occurred, so the sorts of thoughts that come in like, no one liked, no one liked that, I'm not quali- qualified enough for that, I'm not good enough to charge that, those sorts of thoughts. 
The next thing to do then is write down what actually supports that feeling. So like I said earlier in the example, did anyone actually say that that presentation was rubbish? Has anybody actually said you didn't deserve the promotion? You know, are you actually not qualified? And look objectively at what happened. Now, the next step in reframing is to look at the counter arguments to those feelings and looking at it objectively. So again, from this kind of outside view, as if you were maybe looking at a case study or something that a friend had told you. So think about the counter arguments. So, you know, you might think, well, that's the first presentation I've given. And actually it went well. People seem to be engaged or actually I have got 10 years experience in that field. So you're counter arguing that initial reaction of imposter syndrome. And then once you've looked objectively at both sides of the situation, so to speak, you can see how already you're starting to reframe that initial feeling of fraud. You're giving a more balanced view to the situation. And chances are just from simply stepping back and having your own back and reframing, you probably already feel a lot better. And you can actually see that that initial reaction was completely unfounded and untrue. But if you are still struggling, then I would recommend that you kind of do this reframing exercise with somebody else that you trust, you know, and somebody else that knows you, somebody else that you know you can rely on. When I'm not talking about one of those passive aggressive friendships that you have where somebody won't actually make you feel any better. I'm talking about with a partner or a friend or a colleague that can see the situation objectively. So speak to it, speak about your situation with them. Talk through the trigger, talk through actually what happened and let them help you counteract it with the positive feelings and the positive experiences so that they can help you reframe and have a conversation about it. Sometimes actually just the action of saying something out loud makes you realise how ridiculous that is. So saying something like, I'm completely not worth it, I have no experience, when you know that that's not true, can actually just be enough to kind of snap you out of that imposter syndrome feeling and reframe it for yourself. The next tool that I like to use to kind of combat imposter syndrome is positive affirmations. And again, I'm sure this is something you're familiar with and you may have even used in other places and areas of your life, but it really works. Um, You know, after those kind of first two steps, I think it's important to get comfortable with adding this tool to your armory as well. So positive affirmations are a great way of reminding yourself of how good you are, that you're worthy, you're setting yourself up for a positive day ahead. It's a really lovely use of positive psychology. So I just wanted to give you a few examples of some positive affirmations that would work in combat to imposter syndrome. So for example, you might like to write down three affirmations and they might sound something like this. I have over 10 years experience in my field. I know my stuff. I have helped my clients achieve XYZ results, so I know I'm good at what I do. I am a caring, conscientious and strong woman and bring that to everything I do. Now, those are just three examples, but can you see how writing down a statement like that 
can really help. Can, it can help reframe a situation and it can help set you up in a really powerful way. And I like to write them down and I like to say them out loud. So just spend now, you know, after this podcast, spend a few minutes and write down three positive affirmations of your own and keep them somewhere that you can refer to daily. They might be on a post-it on your laptop screen. They might be on a fridge or on a noteboard in your office or, you know, on the mirror in your bathroom when you brush your teeth next to your bed for when you wake up. Put them somewhere I love to have them on my phone. You can even save them. I've seen people save them as their kind of phone wallpaper, like the background on their screen. And every now and then, when you start to feel those negative feelings creeping in, say them out loud. Say them a few times to yourself and make a point of doing this every day because really it will help not only combat imposter syndrome, but kind of save yourself from experiencing it too you're essentially starting to kind of protect yourself against it as well. Now, the next thing I want to say, and this is something I'm really passionate about anyway, and it's something that you'll probably hear me say a lot, and that is be kind to yourself. Honestly, we are our own worst enemies. You know, we beat ourselves up about anything and everything, I think particularly women, and sometimes we're just not kind to ourselves. It's important to know and remember that no one is perfect and no one knows everything. I'll say that again. No one is perfect and no one knows everything. Now just let that sink in. Let it wash over you because it's so true. It's important to remember and acknowledge your strengths and your weaknesses. No one's good at everything. No one can be. No one would want to be. Not everyone can do absolutely everything and that's absolutely okay. And in fact, the further into this journey I am and the older I get, I realise how actually specialising in just one or two areas is actually often the key to success and feeling really good and confident about what you do. Don't try to be everything to everyone all of the time. It's not fair on yourself and actually there's, you know, no real benefit trying to be a jack of all trades and master of none. So be confident in the things that you do do and don't dwell on the things that you don't. And, you know, I'm not talking about what you can and what you can't because we can all do things if we put our mind to it, but we just spend all the time telling ourselves that we can't and that's actually not true. The fact that we don't is completely different to saying that we can't. So I am, again, just using a little bit of simple kind of language reframing here. You know, be confident in what you do. So think of the things that you choose to do and the things that bring you joy and the things that you are good at. Don't think about the things that you choose not to do and the things that maybe aren't your strengths. Because what you do is what you offer. And those are the things that bring you joy and should bring you confidence. And those are the things that people will recognise you for, they'll come to know you for, and they will come to you for. Whether that's your services, whether it's what you offer as a friend, whether it's your product. So be kind to yourself. Don't expect yourself to be able to do absolutely everything. It's simply not possible. So example, you wouldn't go to a doctor... And then, you know, about a sore ankle and then ask them to help you with your paperwork for selling your house. 
would you? <laughs> no, because you know that you've gone to your doctor because they are going to help you fix your ankle. And actually, you would go to somebody else, to a lawyer, to deal with the paperwork for selling your house. So why is that scenario any different from somebody coming to you for something that you're not an expert in? So rather than when somebody asks you something or comes to you for something that you don't do, rather than feeling crap about it or feeling like you are failing or that you haven't been able to be that thing for that person, have the confidence to say, no, that's not what I do. I do this and I can help you in this way. And actually, if you're looking for that, then I can recommend somebody else or I suggest you go and see someone else. So that doctor would say, thanks so much for choosing me as your doctor. I can certainly help with your poorly ankle, but no, I do not do legal paperwork for selling your house. You can go and see the lawyer along the street. (laughs) It seems like a ridiculous example, but I'm trying to think of one because I think often as solopreneurs and working for ourselves, you know, we're in a kind of different industry. We're in a creative industry that has very different parameters. And sometimes when you just compare it to those established stable kind of industries that we all grow up and know like being a doctor like being a lawyer it's actually easier to kind of reframe it and you know it's easier to see the example in that case so moral of the story is just be kind to yourself none of us are perfect none of us are good at everything and that's absolutely okay because if we were We wouldn't all have jobs, you know, we want to share the love and spread the joy and each of us have our own talent and our own USP and that's what we should be focusing on, not the things that we're not good at. And lastly today, I wanted to kind of follow on from that and ask you, do you find it hard to take a compliment? Do you kind of blush and brush it off? Or do you even sort of apologise once you've had the compliment or go, oh, no, don't say that. Or are you mad? Oh, it's such a, a common thing that I see and that I've used to do for years is just really find it hard to accept a compliment. Loads of a struggle with it. And why? You know, it's important to be gracious when somebody compliments you to accept it and acknowledge it you know, acknowledging our successes and our wins, if we don't recognise those achievements and give ourselves a pat on the back, then why are we doing this? And why would we not give ourselves that boost and that joy and that happiness of making somebody else happy? So rather than thinking things like, oh, I just got lucky that time, take the compliment, bank it, write it down. Something I really like to do um, when I get a nice kind of compliment or a comment from somebody on Instagram, for instance, I'll screenshot, you know, the DM or I'll screenshot the email and I'll save it in a little folder on my phone for a rainy day when imposter syndrome is creeping in or I'm feeling a bit low or maybe something didn't quite go to plan. I had a little bit of a fail that week is I'll look at that folder and remind myself of all the wins that I've had, of all the successes, of all the people that I have actually touched and helped in some way, of all the people that have complimented me along the way, whether it's, you know, whatever it's for. I kind of look at that folder and I get happiness from it and it boosts my confidence. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with feeling happy and confident in yourself and your ability. So own those compliments, be gracious, be thankful for them and bank them and enjoy them. 
So that kind of, that wraps it up for me on imposter syndrome today. Something I could talk about for ages because I feel really passionate about it. And actually in a way, I feel like the more we give it a voice, the more power we give it. But if we can just take some of these simple steps to acknowledge it, to reframe it and to focus on the positive sides of what we're achieving rather than the negative self-doubt and fails then actually it's something that over time you can really build up that kind of almost like resilience to imposter syndrome and really help yourself tackle it when those feelings creep in which they inevitably will once in a while I I think even the most you know successful people in inverted commas you know the people that have been doing this for years there are still moments that will push them out of their comfort zone when they will think shit what am I doing I'm a fraud we all get it you know so it's not it's never going to disappear I think it's part of our human nature and our psyche but the more we can recognize it the more we can combat it and help each other and ourselves through it so got a little bit of homework for you for those of you who like homework Next time you achieve something or someone compliments you or you get a testimonial or a client quote or you make a sale, tell yourself, well done. Reward yourself. And that might be with a glass of your favourite drink, a glass of vino, a little treat or maybe a self-care day. You know, whatever makes you feel good, acknowledge that success and that compliment and reward yourself. Something I really like to do and to tell people to do is actually write it down or print it off and make a little scrapbook of your successes. I think it's such a nice thing to do. You can pop it on your shelf in your office and pull it out and flick through it when you need it. So I hope that that has given you a little bit of reassurance that you're not alone when you feel these feelings. You certainly are not alone and that actually you can take some quite simple steps to beat imposter syndrome yourself. And I'd love to know about your experiences with it and if there are any tips that you personally have used that kind of helps you um, tackle these feelings. So like always, you can find me on Instagram at underscore Holly Goes Lightly. So feel free to connect and drop me a DM. I love it when I connect with new people and have conversations in my DMs. So let me know. Um, All of my contact details are in the show notes today. There's also a blog post that goes alongside this podcast. If you want something for more of a quick reference that you can kind of bookmark and come back to every now and then when when you're feeling those dreaded feelings of imposter syndrome. So I'll link all of that in the show notes but really have an amazing week. Be strong in yourself and know your confidence, know how amazing you are and celebrate those wins. Doesn't matter how small they are, they all need to be acknowledged, recognised and celebrated. Thanks guys, have a fantastic week and I'll see you same time next week. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast and I hope you enjoyed it. And if you found something useful and inspiring, then I'd really appreciate it if you could leave me a five-star review and a rating because it really helps other people hear this podcast too. If you'd like to enter a competition for a one-to-one coaching session or a blog audit with me, then make sure you leave an email address in that review as well. And if you'd like to submit a question or a topic for discussion, then just send me an email. Find me and my business information, including how to join my growing online community of entrepreneurs and content creators over on holly-wood.co.uk or over on Instagram. All the details about how to contact me and find me and follow me 
are in the show notes. Thank you. Have a fab week.